Welcome to the Keel Hauled Podcast. I'm your host, Captain Logan, and we've got a lot of Sea of Thieves news to cover today. So tie yourselves to the mast and hold fast. Ahoy there, pirates. I hope you had yourselves a good weekend, a good weekend. I know I did. This week, we have none other than the Dread Pirate Doug from Race of Legends to talk about how he saved Sea of Thieves Golden Sands Outpost with a PowerPoint. Also, it was the Xbox Bethesda Showcase, and we've got a Sea of Thieves Season 7 trailer to talk about. So, without further ado, let's get into it. But before we get into any of that, I have to thank the patrons because they are the ones that are supporting the podcast. So before we get into anything, I want to say thanks to People's Republic, Elocute, Balls, Bam Bam Bagel, Slum, Captain Hasco, Chateau Neuf, Zombie Killer, Cloud, Cosmic Johnson, Davram TV, El Jefe Esteban, Fergatron, Trickster, Jabaro 5, Kazia the Rogue, Lumpy SRQ, Ocarian Darth, Dub Dub Goose, Evil Morpheus, Xbox Mike 29, Murphy Lives, Mutinous Max, Registella, Rust Belt Kid, Norwegian, Skinny Matt, Scum Melt 666, who thank you up to your pledge. I appreciate that. Strange Stan, Tarnished Film, That Kilted Guy, Tian Professor, Real Big Tuna, Uriel Canes, Big Bad Pad, Mina Fairy, Super Pack, Music Me, The Lore Chronologist, Dead Eye Dre, Ghost Boy 20, Neon, Evil Martha, Peter Miller, Ruski Doo, Straw Hat Connor, Thor Von Blitz, Windsor Chris, and Zam. Wow. Thank you all so much for your support. It has been helping kind of uh, get ready for like food, drinks, things like that, uh, that I'm going to need for the trip. Um, and I'm just, I'm really excited for that. So thank you all so much for the support. It has helped out tremendously. You really, really have no idea uh, outside of, I guess, what I, I just told you. So I, I guess there's that too. Uh, if you want to help, if you want to support the podcast, whether you like the content and you just want to uh, throw some bucks my way, it's always appreciated. Head over to patreon.com forward slash podcast uh, and there's different tiers. If you go with the captain tier, you're eligible to jump into the uh, channel in the discord as well as the end of the month episodes uh, where we sit down on the last, uh, the last Saturday. Saturday where we're the last episode of the month uh, that last Saturday we usually schedule it out in the events in the discord channel so that people can uh, look for that and know when we're going to be recording and that way we can get your thoughts on all the stuff that just got announced or is going to be announced all of that good jazz so head over there get more information if you're not sure just reach out to me I can explain more if uh, if you're wanting to, to get some of that information but pirates with that let's get into it Dread Pirate Doug, welcome to the show. It's been a while. How you been? I've been great. I've awesome. been fantastic. Awesome. Um, we just came off of the Xbox Bethesda Showcase, and we got a special trailer for Season 7. And rest assured, we're going to be talking about that. But before we get into that, we really have to address uh, the rest of the news that actually happened this week. Because if we're going chronologically, there was a lot that happened this whole week just for Sea of Thieves alone. It's been a big uh, few days. Yeah, it's been insane. Um, so I'm really, I'm really happy to have you on. Uh, predominantly because um, what's been going on with Sea of Thieves, we've been having the latest adventure, Adventure 4, Lost Sands. And while um, while that's been kind of going over the last couple of weeks, we've had a pretty strong stalemate for a majority of the time. Uh, and we finally had the stream to decide the fate of Golden Sands Outpost. Uh, and I brought you on because I wanted to talk about how you saved a Golden Sands Outpost with a PowerPoint alone. <laughs> I mean, obviously, 
I didn't like single-handedly. I well, the PowerPoint. I mean, Mike Chapman said it made the difference, so I guess he just gets. I mean, if Mike Chapman says it, I'm not going to disagree with it as a rule. Yeah, but I, you know, I mean, it was really close, and I was obviously very passionate about seeing uh, Golden Sands restored to its former glory, or or something better, even maybe. And uh, it was, um, yeah, it was an intense couple of weeks for me. I was trying to get, you know, videos and content out the door and uh, keep people engaged on Twitter. And I did sail myself quite a bit. And, you know, I ran the voyage as many times as I could. But I knew that the uh, the difference that I could make was really going to be in getting the whole Sea of Thieves community to look at this thing a little differently and get behind Golden Sands. Uh, I don't know why I chose a PowerPoint, I guess. I don't know. My my Easter egg that's in the tavern there is a resume. And so I figured I just wanted to keep it professional. Um, yeah. And so, you know, I thought a PowerPoint presentation made sense. I tried to keep it to the point and I tried to have some information in there. Hopefully it was entertaining for people, but it definitely got a bigger reaction than I was expecting. Yeah, it was great. It, <laughs> it really did kind of sell what some of the perks of having uh, Golden Sands was. I feel like it was a little biased towards oh, Reapers. Yeah. Um, for sure. I feel like, you know, the Reapers guy and I'm, I'm not here to defend Reapers. All right. That's not my job. My job is to, to try and lay lay the stage for what I think would be awesome, which is glassing sure. an entire entire island. Uh, and, you know, Easter eggs are kind of the main driving force for why I think a few a few friends in the community were really pushing to have golden sands restored um, oh sure i've been very adamant about my my desire to see golden sands change i still really want to see like an outpost of the damned regardless of where it's at sure. um so i'm i'm looking forward to um kind of where we go from there i want i want to see big change i love when change happens in the world and I may be sated thanks to the trailer that we just got from seasons for season seven, uh, thanks to the Xbox Bethesda showcase. Um, but with Golden Sands being restored, um, this does something I think that really kind of restores balance to the three seas that we typically sail in. Uh, we, we usually have at least two options for turn-ins at every section of the of the world um, with the devil's roar being the outlier because it's a, a bit of a hard mode for most for all intents and purposes um so getting to see golden sands return to a point where people can trust that that is a a turn-in location for treasure is gratifying because it obviously feels a lot better than losing that portion of uh shores of plenty it feels a lot a lot less interesting when there isn't a place you can turn in down there um and i don't think that a lot of people really want to go down there if there isn't golden sands if i'm being 100 percent honest but i wanted sure. i wanted to uh ask you Aside from the fact that your Easter egg is at Golden Sands Outpost, um, what were kind of the hopes that you had for Golden Sands uh, being restored? Well, I, I thought it was interesting. Like, obviously, they didn't tell us what was going to happen either way on purpose. Uh, and they discussed that on the uh, reveal stream before the reveal. They just wanted us to kind of go with our gut, you know, just like, what do we feel? Because it sounded like you know, there was going to be big changes to the seas either way. And obviously it was going to be different, but it didn't sound like it was, oh, you know, things will stay the same if we go this direction. If we go that direction, then everything will be different. 
uh, one way or the other. There were some people who wanted to save Golden Sands because they wanted to go back the way that it was before and not stay the way it is now. From that reveal stream, I, and I didn't really think that up until that stream, but from that reveal stream, it sounds like it was going to change either way. It was just how it's going to change. I'm, I'm obviously still just guessing because they still haven't given us the details. But I, if I go with my gut, I really like Golden Sands as an outpost. It's just very scenic and chill and... You know, mm -hmm. I've had some great times at Golden Sands. Um, it was uh, the first obstacle on the first Race of Legends course that we ever did. Uh, I've just had a lot of fun there. And it is a very convenient spot to sell as well. Yeah. And between those things, I was like, hey, let's go for it. But I feel like you just kind of had to, you know, go with your gut and pick a side and go for it. And that's why, you know, there's people on both sides. And it's just been a lot of fun because none of us really know what's next, which is, you know, it's exciting. Yeah. How how do you feel about because I, I feel like that was the thing that always kind of I felt like I wanted a little more understanding of what the potential was if you sided with Reapers, because I felt like as as a community, there was a, a clear understanding of what was going to happen to Golden Sands, whether you saved it or ruined it. If you saved it, you kind of knew what you'd get. You'd get the island sure. back to be able to turn in stuff. And that seemed like a little bit more of a weight towards saving it than uh, glassing it. And I was kind of wondering, like, do you feel like it was right for Rare to uh, kind of keep so much hidden away from us as far as like what was going to happen? Or Because uh, it did, at least to me, and, and maybe this is just my bias towards wanting to see like what the change would have been uh if it had gone towards the reapers that sure. it, it didn't feel like we had as as clear of an understanding of the why we were doing what we were doing at golden sands and not at somewhere else or maybe there was something sure. special i wish we'd kind of gotten like you know if we had ruined golden sands then uh that would open up the way for them to be able to get from uh golden sands outpost and use the pirate legend uh, uh portal to get into the sea of the damned and then be able to bring flameheart back something even like kind of like that would have given us sure. a little more of an equilibrium between what the the outcomes were going to be yeah yeah i think a little like i get what they were trying to do where like you know don't worry about like what the content is but like just you know go with your gut how how do you feel about this outpost i get what they were trying to do but yeah i think just a little more information about like you know okay so if we save it it goes back to being an outpost if we don't save it, then this is going to happen. It's going to become some type of a fortress or we're, you know, we're just going to, you know, more or less leave it the way it is. But, you, you know, you'll be able to turn in Reaper stuff there, or you know, yeah. whatever it is that they were thinking. Um, that definitely would have been helpful. I'm sure there's a few things they would they'll, they'll do differently. You yeah. know, when they do another one of these, but I, I'm looking forward to it. It was a lot of fun. How do you feel about uh, not eventually finding out what the outcomes would have been? Oh, yeah, that would be kind of cool. Although it would probably just make people mad because <laughs> people are already be like, mad. Oh, that sounds that sounds amazing. Well, that is true. Um, yeah, I don't know. I could see an argument either way on that one. It would be kind of cool to know what they were thinking, but at the same time, it's like you know, you just got to make a choice and go with it. Yeah, you know, in life, you never know where the other where those other paths that were untaken might have led. I don't know. One one thing that I will say to those that kind of uh, have had that thought is, especially with Sea of Thieves, but with most game development, um, an idea never dies. Uh, it just doesn't always get implemented. So 
while we have had things that have been in the alpha that are just barely coming to fruition with the game, uh, there are still plenty of ideas and thoughts that have been come up over the years that Sea of Thieves has been developed. And while not everything makes it to the game right away, they still hold on to those ideas, knowing that there is a possibility that it makes sense for it to come to the game at a later stage. So if you yep. wanted to see what happened with Golden Sands, we may still see that. It just may not be at Golden Sands. It may be a different island. And that could still be really exciting as well, too. Yeah, any other outpost, and I would have been on board. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> any other outpost? We could burn Ancient Spire to the ground. I don't care. Oh, my Let's God. Let's go for it. <laughs> <laughs> wow, okay. Straight to Ancient Spire. <laughs> they had to come at my outpost. Any other outpost is fine. Dear God. Um, <laughs> you know, it's times like this. I'm really glad that my Easter egg is a roaming skeleton. <laughs> yeah, you're fine. You're you're good. They're not gonna they're not gonna get rid of skeleton captains anytime soon. No, thank God. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm, I'm stuck. I might literally it's just a dark, cold tavern in there now. There's nobody rather there's no music, there's no light. It's just buried in a dark corner. Yeah. But it wasn't also I mean it was mostly selfish reasons, but it wasn't exclusively. I really do like Golden Sands. Mm -hmm. And I really do think it's annoying to not have anywhere to sell down there. And some people that were talking about us, first of all, a second turn in for the Reapers, I think would be a little lame, especially with the Reapers hideout like right there. It's really not that far. It's pretty um, central. But like you're saying, if they had something really cool, like, oh, we're going to turn it into this, like you were saying, a portal to the Sea of the Damned or, you know, uh, a way to access, uh, you know, or, or trigger like, oh, this really cool like wave defense thing or or whatever they were thinking. You're right. We probably will get it in the game eventually. Yeah. Yeah. And I just it's one of those situations where. I really, realistically, I'm always going to be kind of on the side of uh, the the pirate lord. I think I, I resonate so much more with him and with, uh, uh, oh, oh my gosh, not Grey Morrow. Why am I blinking? Pendragon. Um, Pendragon, yeah. Gosh, I don't know why that was so hard, but uh, <laughs> I, I, I resonate so much more with them because their style, their feeling of what Sea of Thieves is, has always just been about adventure. And that's always been what it's been for me i've always loved gold because i like getting cosmetics but realistically sure. i'm just there to have fun that's all i really care about and that's kind of what the the importance of of maintaining sea of thieves and what it is has always been so but i've always been a, a a bad guy person like i've always loved villains villains have always been the most interesting thing to me and having villains without a figurehead kind of like uh when we had flameheart is a little harder of a sell for me. So going with the Reapers yeah. was something that I wanted to see because I was hoping that it would lead to having another big bad. Um, I'm sure. st still waiting for the captain. I'm still like anxiously waiting for what's going to happen with the captain. Um, yeah. How do you feel about with Golden Sands being uh, restored? We one of the main concerns that that the Reapers had was that if we let uh, golden sands be restored the trade companies were going to be able to come back to the island and be able to do their thing and it seems like the reapers have a lot of um uh a kind of angst towards trade companies as a theme 
And one of the thoughts that I had was, is, is because Golden Sands is going to be able to be restored, the Reapers failed in their ability to stop trade companies from existing, at least on one outpost, that things will escalate. Like it's a, a boulder that's now been pushed the hill or a snowball that's been rolled down the hill. And by the time we get to the very bottom of that hill and that snowball turns into an avalanche, it will eventually bring in the, the Grand Maritime Union. And that is kind yeah. of the the one of the fears that I had when I when I heard about this and I was thinking about it and I was like, you know what, I kind of want to stop the GMU from making it to the Sea of Thieves and the Reapers making a a presence that is known that will kind of counter the uh, laissez faire attitude of the GMU who are all about profit uh, might help kind of. Uh, dissuade them from being able to make it back into or make it into the sea of thieves permanently so interesting if, if yeah and and that's kind of what leads into and i want to bring this up as we kind of dive into the season seven trailer uh about the sovereigns because i have i have some concerns about where they're coming from as well too but um Overall, I'm really glad that we got a chance to have this opportunity. This is the first of many. I, I, where do you think they could go with another adventure where we're giving a, we're, we're being given a choice? Because right now, this felt like about as big as you could possibly get. This feels like what the intent right. of Reapers versus the World for season two was uh, put into play through adventures. It felt like that's kind of what they were going with. Where do you think they could go from here to really push people uh, to to really kind of um, go after a goal and and have two yeah. sides of it? It's hard to imagine another place on the map that has more of an emotional connection. I mean, Golden Sands was very centrally located on the map and is, I'm sure, one of the highest trafficked outposts. I don't know if that information's actually out there factually somewhere, but it had to be just by where it's placed. And we know that the shores of plenty get more traffic than any of the other uh, uh, regions. So chances are, it was the most popular outpost. Makes a lot of sense to do this event here, you know, but I think that whatever the next one be, I'm going to assume that it's not going to be change this spot on the map or don't change this spot on the map. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking it's going to be something different. Maybe we find out who killed DeMarco and we all have to decide on their punishment. Mm. Um, maybe, I don't know, maybe it's a, a portal that we can open or close that, you know, like uh, at the Sea Dog Tavern in the middle of the map, maybe we could have a portal to the Sea of the Damned or close it. I, I don't know. That's a bad example, but I'm thinking it'll be something else. But, you know, who knows? Maybe they're going to pick a fortress and we can decide if we want to have another, you know, Fort of the Damned type situation. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I really it's hard to pe envision people getting emotionally connected to that, though. Yeah. I think you're on to something with the with the murder mystery. Um, I still don't really believe that DeMarco's dead, even though that seems like the most easiest answer. Uh, but if it were yeah. a case where DeMarco was murdered and you had and, and, and hear me out on this and let me know what you think. I imagine if they went that route, the killer would be Duke. And so many people love Duke, but Duke has obviously betrayed us and joined the yes. Dark Brethren court. Yep. It, would, it would be very interesting to see what the community decided as his fate, uh, if whether or not we mm -hmm. we um, granted him clemency or uh, or we decided to oust him from the, the Sea of Thieves. Yeah, I say execute. But yeah, no, I was very deeply betrayed by Duke joining the Dark Brethren, apparently just for money. Um, after all the times that we've spent together, all the different places he stood in the tavern. 
Yeah. That wouldn't cut deep. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, I mean, the, something like that could be a lot of fun. And I mean, we definitely, there are plenty of characters that we do have emotional connections to. Mm-hmm. So that might be something else that they could play on. Uh, yeah. I would be, I'd be very interested to see how the community would go. Although, you know, we would give Duke a chance to, you know, defend himself. Presumably I'd be down for a pirate court update. Mm, yeah. That's, that's about as, that's about as contested as I could imagine people get. And, and I feel like I, I would be one of the few people that'd be like, no, nah, execute Duke. I, he was, oh, he yeah. was dirty all along. I knew it from the yeah. get go. Um, I'm still bitter. I would, I would go for the execution. <laughs> See, it wouldn't be so bad if, if, uh, if people, if people just listen to me more, but I guess that's, <laughs> that's, it's, yeah, you called that one years ahead of time. Uh, so, but yeah, I, I think that would be, I, I hate the idea of DeMarco being dead too. If I'm being perfectly honest, we I'd, should just go to the sea of the damned and ask him. Right. That's what I'm saying. This seems like an easy one. Am I, I crazy? Mean, murder mysteries in Sea of Thieves should be the easiest murders ever. <laughs> I know. Just go, hey, Ferryman, did you talk to DeMarco when he was in here? Because we were trying to find him and we're just really kind of wondering where the heck he is. And, you know, oh, just yeah. be like, he oh, was we'll killed go to- by his sister. Okay. Thanks, dude. Thank you. Guys, figure it out. Head over. <laughs> <laughs> well, and why didn't the, the ferryman let him come back? So that is. That is where it kind of plays into two two paths that I think we're going down. Either A, he's not dead, he's faking his death, which I think is the one that I, I tend to lean towards, or B, his soul was trapped. And there's only a few people in the world that actually know how to trap or release souls. It's Pendragon, Grey Morrow, uh, Stitcher Jim, um, and potentially Duke, depending on what he's learned. Boy, so, Stitcher Jim would make an awful lot of sense. We haven't seen that guy in a while. No, we haven't. And part of me think that that has to do with the fact that the voice actor may not be available. Uh, but could be a factor. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I have a feeling that uh, the reason we haven't seen DeMarco come back or we haven't seen him is because he never made it to the Sea of the Damned, either because he's still alive or his oh. soul is trapped somewhere. And wouldn't it be interesting... If the soul is trapped in the lantern. Oh, wow. That's interesting. And that's why we can see the message. That's why it's revealing clues. Yeah. Huh. That's pretty solid. Because it I mean, is. It was this, right there. A legendary sea dog lantern. It was in a magpie wings uh, chest. Yep. He would have had that maybe from his father. It probably is his lantern. It probably looks different because it's been changed. And the only thing that really, that really makes me think that it might actually be his soul uh, is that the fact that the color is a color that is just a slightly different hue than a pink lantern. It is. Yeah, it is a slightly different color. And I mean, it literally has the same effect mm-hmm. as the lantern of the damned that we get in a couple of tall tales now, I think. Yeah. So I'm. Yeah, that's actually a good idea. That, that makes a lot of sense to me. <laughs> I'm calling it now. Uh, if DeMarco is actually dead, then his soul is trapped in the lantern we've been using to reveal the history of what's been going on all throughout. And it'll require Pendragon to release the soul. Boy, when they killed Arena, they really killed Arena. They straight up just butchered the hell out of it. <laughs> they put the founder's head on a pike. <laughs> There's no qualms. They're like, oh, we're going to be closing it down because my father has bigger plans and stuff and stuff. And, that. and then right. Joe's like, no, let's just murder him. And it's like, wait, you you, you guys fought against killing Shelly. You're just going to kill off DeMarco? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, DeMarco. I mean, but like. 
I mean, and the number of times Mike Chapman has said this on Twitter, otherwise that nobody's ever really gone. I yeah. mean, there's, I mean, I'm sure we're going to talk to DeMarco one of these days, yeah. even if it's maybe it is after we release his soul from a lantern. That is a really solid theory, though. I like that. That That's the best theory I've heard of why he didn't come back. I mean, his soul has to be trapped somewhere. And well, the the ferryman is still in charge. Yeah. So we had precedent huh. for this in the past. Uh, do you remember the the Halloween event where we went and uh, kind of did like a mini Morrow uh, hunt where we went out and build rats uh, were out getting the different flames and then their souls were trapped in the lantern and we got yeah. the different colors. The, the precedent oh, yeah. has been set. So it's got about that. It's an old playbook move at this point, but it's just with hmm. a bigger character. Right. Yeah, I forgot about that one. So the huh. the likelihood of it being DeMarco's soul trapped in the lantern will Pendragon will release his soul. His soul will uh, come out into the world and then the ferryman will come uh, at, at the bequest of, of probably Ramses, uh, a plea to save his son's soul. And yeah. he's already restored other people, other souls from the Sea of the Dam to being human. You know, Jack Sparrow, uh, Rose, George. They've they've all come back, yep. but Pendragon and um, uh, Slate both stayed uh, corporal or corporeal for a reason um, because they wanted to be able to travel between the realms. Uh, non corporeal, yes, yes. Thank you. Yep. Uh, so we know that the ferryman can restore people back to life outside of the Sea of the Damned uh, in in Sea of Thieves. So. I 100% expect it to be like, we find out it's Duke. Duke has an adventure where we have to decide his fate because I really like that idea. I think that's kind of really ties in well. And then as a result of that, uh, we either damn one soul or save two souls. But at least DeMarco himself is going to be released from the lantern, which is why we've kept it. Uh, And his soul will be be released from that. and then we will be able to uh, have DeMarco's soul returned from the sea of the dam or from his his ghostly state to his physical state. And we'll have DeMarco back. Or maybe he'll remain like a, a force ghost type thing like his dad mm, hang yeah. out in the Athena's tavern. Yeah. And then let Lissetti take over for whatever she wants to do. And that would leave DeMarco to be able to help out uh, uh, Ramses with whatever is going on with the yeah. Reapers. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, that would make a lot of sense. Rare, write this down. <laughs> yeah, you guys taking notes? Yeah. No, that, that, <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. I'm, I'm going to be very interested to see what happens with Duke specifically for sure, because yeah. I want, I want, I want recompense. <laughs> I ran so many, so many little adventures for him. Some of which were pretty grindy. Yeah. Never <laughs> asked why. Never. No one. Never. No, we were just like, hey, this guy seems nice. Yeah. Follow you know, your he's nose. hanging out in the tavern. Yeah. Something stinks. Something stinks mm. about this. <laughs> it's a real shame. <laughs> Ahoy there, pirates. This is the ad for this episode. And I did want to let you know if you wanted to avoid these and just get a regular filler, you can head over to the Patreon. There's a special feed just for patrons that get the ad-free version. If you want to keep listening, though, I can't say I blame you because this week I want to let you know about Loot Crate and getting 15% off of most crates and crate subscriptions when you use the link and code ROBOTSRADIO in the show notes. Also, you can head over to audiobooks.com, get your first three audiobooks for free, and that can include any 
two VIP books or use the affiliate link for Green Man Gaming. If you're a PC gamer, you'd like to save money on games. It's one of the benefit of being a PC gamer. Head over to Green Man Gaming. You can get codes for Steam, Epic, any of the different stores that they have deals going on. They have deals going on all the time. And if you plan on buying there, please consider using our affiliate link. All of that goes straight to me through the network. Thank you all so much for everything that you do to support this podcast. It means the world to me and I continue to try and improve the quality and the content for you. With that, Pirates, let's get back to the show. Um, all right, so uh, kind of moving away from this because we're, we're getting to speculation, speculation land. And, and as much as I love speculation land, uh, we actually got concrete news. We got solid news that I think is going to take up the rest of this episode. We just got off the back of the Xbox Bethesda showcase. And while I think it was a really good showcase, I was knowing that at some point they had to show something Sea of Thieves because we just had a really momentous uh, time for Sea of Thieves as far as like the player driven uh, aspect of, of deciding the fate of something going on in Sea of Thieves that's been getting a lot of play over at IGN. Uh, so thanks to the IGN staff who've been kind of keeping this up in the news for Sea of Thieves. Not many other outlets have been. And uh, I figured because of this, um, they would want to showcase something. And with the delay in season seven, I figured the reason why they wanted the, the, the delay was to make sure that things were going to be settled well because they had an announcement for the Xbox Bethesda showcase. Um, so we got the season seven preview and it's called uh, the Captains of Legend, I believe. Let me take a look. No, Captains of Adventure. That, yeah, there it is. Um, so we got the Captains of Adventure and this was effectively what captaincy was going to be or at least the the kind of uh the spark that that ignited into a flame all the way back in december of 2017 when mike chapman sat down and had a breakdown video of what sea thieves was going to be and what the future of it was going to be fast forward to uh may of 2018 when they talked about their roadmap and how it was going to be captaincy and pets, then they scrapped that and decided that they were going to work on big, big updates, including hungering deep, curse sales, forsaken shores, and then uh, uh, what was it? It was um, oh, I can't. It was, it was rhymes with snails, is what Joe said at one point. And now, now we finally have like the the reveal, the reveal of what captaincy is. Overview positive negative how are you feeling about this before we dive into it i'm excited to see what's coming i'm always excited when they add something new to progress into the game i mean like r raising the level caps brought me back into the game for months um yeah. i'm overall very excited to see what they have in store this <laughs> i like that you just laid the the fr uh framework for this of course sometimes people like me and you forget that not everybody who plays sea of thieves has been playing it since day one right? so it is good to have some history in there <laughs> um you just you forget it's so crazy I'm, yeah and like so i'm i'm excited to have something new to progress and new stuff to unlock i'm excited to see what they have coming but like you just said this isn't a new idea whatever it is that they're bringing, they have been looking at and tweaking and thinking about and coming back to, and then putting it back on the back burner and then coming back to it again for uh, three and a half years, four and a half years. I mean, they were working on this presumably before the game actually launched. Mm -hmm. So they may have been working on this for four or five years at this point. Yeah. Well, so I'm excited to see what they came up with, you know, 
Well, right. Overall, I'm optimistic. Awesome. I, I'm I'm right there with you. Um, let's let's kind of break down kind of the the main list because I <laughs> I don't know about you, but when I was watching this. Um, we were going through the, I was watching with the, with my community in the discord. We were kind of talking about it in a text chat, just kind of like reacting to what we saw as we were, as it was kind of going through the entire showcase. And when we got the sea of thieves one, I saw this huge list that was all the features of this update. And immediately I was like, Oh God, I've. I really want to stop and go go dig into that list, <laughs> but I, I got to finish out this this uh, showcase because I want to see like what else is coming and stuff. Plus, everyone else is watching it. So as soon as we, it was done, uh, everyone got the links for the 4K video. I downloaded the video. I started to scrub through it and I started to go through the feature list. Um, I have those here. Do you want to go through those with me? Oh, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so the the very first item is to uh, become a captain of your own ship, uh, which is obviously kind of what the the main overall theme of this is. As we were kind of talking uh, a little before we recorded, we, we had some interesting questions that I wanted to dive into about a captain. Um, we we've never had a captain on the ship. And if you look at the pirate code, the pirate code talks about how each crew member is equal. Um, this kind of flies in the face of that in some instances, because a captain obviously has a little more sway in what happens to the ship. How do you feel about that aspect before we, before we really kind of dig into some of the other questions? Well, first of all, I'm really excited for being on a crew and something going wrong and me being like, listen, I'm not the captain. All right. You're the captain. (laughs) This is on you. The fact that I forgot to bail and we sank is really on you. You should have reminded me you're the captain. So I'm excited. To have someone to blame, that's the main thing that people in charge do is get blamed when things go wrong. So that's going to be great. Yeah. Uh, but no, <laughs> I'm I am interested to see how this is going to work, though. And like, is it because the captain is the one who picks the cosmetics? Well, like, that's not how all the other ship cosmetics work. It's yeah. all like anybody who has that thing can put that thing on. So like, what's the difference between being a captain and a crewmate? We obviously don't know. Very interested in that. Are there any actual abilities? Like, are, can you, you know, swap out? So can you can you enter things into the log differently? Or, you know, what what type of progression do you get as the captain? Is this going to encourage a bunch more solo slooping? Because everybody wants to be the captain and everybody wants to <laughs> rank up the captain stuff. Um, who knows? I can uh, I can already see people pulling out their pets and talking to Shelly and being like, look, Look at me. I'm the captain now. Right. <laughs> Just right. alone on a ship somewhere. That's great. I Yeah, I'm very interested to see where they're going. I'm like, is it some type of thing where like whoever's the captain when you sell, it's extra progression or something like that? I really hope not because I really don't want to have to swap out who's the captain mm-hmm. halfway through selling or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Also, the question comes into mind is how do you deal with uh, the drop in, drop out nature of Sea of Thieves? Like if you have a ship and you have spots on it, it's easy enough for people to drop in and drop out. But not everyone is going to stay the full amount of time sometimes, especially if you've got a long voyage or some voyages that other people want to pick up on. If you're the captain and you leave, what happens to the captain uh, title at that point does it shift to someone else does it have to get voted on uh, is it the next person in line like who who can you designate as part of your crew like do you actually get to designate someone as like first mate uh cannoneer bilge rat like is, right. does it extend beyond just the captain title itself 
That's a great question. And like, yeah, who knows? Like if, if you could, and if we're going to have a captain, maybe we should have other positions. Yeah. But then again, it's like, I mean, is, is that really going to correlate to a job on the ship? Like probably not. You're probably not going to pick the captain based on, I mean, on some, some crews, it just depends on who you're sailing with. Mm -hmm. Sometimes there's a person who's on the wheel and they are kind of generally directing people. Hey, we're going to go here. We're going to do this, which can be nice to have someone who's just kind of like, generally keeping the crew pointed in the right direction. Some crews need that more than <laughs> others, but then other times the person on the wheel, they're just the one driving, Yeah, you know, and they're like, where are we going next guys? You know, they're not trying to make any decisions. So, uh, you know, and that uh, dynamic changes wildly depending on the mix of personalities you have, but it is going to be interesting to see what the actual difference is in terms of being a captain. Yeah. Yeah. I'm very, very curious because they, they talk about in one of the next features on this was to customize and decorate your captain's cabin. And while we were kind of scrubbing through the the video, the two minute video that they put out for the uh, the, the actual um, season seven, uh, it was interesting to see that it looked like they had customizations designed for each type of ship type that we have right now. It starts off with the Admiral set, it moves over to the Ashen Dragon set. And then you can just have like a general mishmash of uh, different items. Like you can have the uh, the original Sea of Thieves uh, map uh, as a as a painting, or some flowers in a vase, uh, or a Reaper mask on a pedestal, uh, or a tea set on top of a clothing chest. There's um, so many little things that you can kind of adjust. And um, before before I, I get your thoughts on this, I wanted to pose this question to you. Um, in in Maybe you can kind of make me feel better about this. Um, when we got the ability to sit, there were lots of places to sit on the ship. And some of those places were in places where a lot of people were a little frustrated about interacting with something that they normally interact with, but instead of interacting with it, ended up sitting. Do you think we're going to run into something like that with this? Like, are these going to be exchangeable items that you can kind of like interact with? Or do you think it's going to be like the livery set when you set it? It is non-interactable. Yeah, I'm definitely leaning towards the latter because at the end of the day, they're ship cosmetics. And I really think we're going to be setting them at the outpost and then setting sail. Mm -hmm. I would be surprised if we can interact with any of these. Okay. Well, that's very surprised. Although it would be pretty sweet if you could add an extra stove or something, but I don't, I don't think they're going to let us do that. I know they really, God, that would be the customization that I want to do is, is add another plate to the stove or, or just add another stove in general or add a different, um, Oh, Oh, would now be a good time to bring up the Reddit post about the, the weird box. Oh yeah. 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 Okay. So if you guys don't know, and you haven't been trolling Reddit, there was a, a post on there from Sea of Thieves, which I think got deleted because I could not find this post. Um, mm. It might be on a different social media platform as well too, but there was a picture of a galleon. And if you zoomed in on the galleon's main mast, the mid mast, uh, there was a box that was facing towards the, uh, the, the, uh, the staircase that is typically between like the anchor and the staircase. Uh, a lot of people, um, tend to put storage crates around the main mast because it's the most centralized location on top deck for supplies. And it looks like there is a weird box that is in the place where most people drop one of these storage boxes. Um, I want to know, and, and maybe you can, maybe you can theorize with me on this. Do you think that that is a potentially like a ship customization that will be able to add a box to be able to put supplies into without needing a storage crate? I mean, it, it's very interesting. Yeah, like to me, it looked more like a emissary table 
mm-hmm. than a storage crate doesn't mean that it isn't just a storage crate. Uh, my guess is that that's where you interact with the captain's log, mm. but that may well be somewhere in the captain's cabin. And I'm pretty sure, yeah, it was on a galleon. So if there was anywhere that, I mean, they obviously have the room in there for something like that. So it could totally be a storage crate. It would certainly be convenient. And like you said before, we're all just dropping storage crates on the top deck anyway. I do feel like there might be people and I don't, I'm just guessing here, obviously, but yeah. I know that rare feels very strongly about how the ships are designed. Mm-hmm. Like really all, nothing major has changed with the ships since launch. I mean, obviously they added the brig, but they really don't tweak the ships and how they behave and their design and how things are laid out very much. Like, yeah. I think they have strong feelings about this is how far it is to get food. This is how far it is to get planks. You know, even in the galleon cannonballs are all the way the back in the corner. And sure, we can circumnavigate that with the tools that are in the world and get storage crates. But you have to go get that. It's all, you know, I, I know they feel really strongly about the whole session uh, based progression thing, yeah. which I still think could allow for some ship customization, but it's going to have to be something you unlock by doing something in that session, I think. Yeah. If it ever happens. But so that's just a guess. You you have a really good point there. And, and I really respect that because you're not wrong. Uh, outside of the harpoons, they can't even get the galleon doors oh, working. Uh, yeah, so right. <laughs> if if it is a captain's table where you interact with it uh, to be able to customize stuff or, or check emissaries, I, I worry about emissary tables being on ships because that that adds a lot of um, good information for crews to be able to utilize which which removes them from having to go to outposts which i think is kind of it's something that i think a lot of players um i think a lot of players really need to still kind of have to go to outposts to be able to check emissary tables oh yeah for sure my guess would be it's where you maybe where you check the captain's log and you vote on who the captain's gonna be i would like the whole thing I'd be surprised if they made a way for you to swap out emissaries, not at an outpost. Yeah, that would be, I think, a little a little scary, uh, especially yeah. for for Reapers that tend to hop servers. Being able Too to hop, to yeah, hop a server, check the table real real quick, hop back in the portal. Um, yeah. So, but yeah, I I do like the idea of it being kind of the captain's log. I'd be interested to see maybe why that would be where it is as opposed to uh, what it is. We're, yeah. we're grasping at straws literally at this point. Uh, well, not literally, but we're grasping at straws to try and understand what this random photo is that we found on Reddit is. So we're, it's kind of hard to speak to that, but um, kind of going back to the customizing of the actual galleon, how do you feel about a lot of the, the actual design, the themes and the little trinkets that we uh, saw in those are, are a lot of those things that you want to play around with? Do you see yourself wanting to, to add some of those to your own personal cabin? I mean, there's a lot of cool cosmetics in there. I like the idea of being able to customize, you know, everything on the ship. I mean, this is definitely something that people have been asking for for a long time. Mm -hmm. Um, The only thing is, uh, and maybe this is just information we haven't gotten yet, but there were a couple components of that original captaincy thing. One was how you enter the world. Um, You got the feeling that, the way you were going to enter the world, they, they talked about your ship like bursting into the ocean or yeah. like a bat cave type thing. We <laughs> haven't seen any of that. No. And also they talked about being able to see, you know, your ship being so unique 
that people can recognize it at a distance and things like that. And I, from what I've seen, like, okay, so we've got new ways to customize the interior of your ship. I haven't seen anything that's going to make your ship look super different at a distance. No. I mean, they're all the same ship, which I get. So there's limited things you can do there. But I don't know. Like, I was like, what if you could make it look like a, you know, like with a skelly ship, with like pieces of bones strapped to the outside or or different lights or or stuff. And, you know, maybe some of that's coming. But, you know, with that wide shot where they had the different ships, the different emissaries, mm-hmm. I didn't see a lot that looked super different. No, but, you know, we'll just see. I mean, like I said, I'm always excited for more progression. Um, I actually don't have Reapers maxed out right now. I'm somewhere in the 60s, but, you know, I've got it, everything else maxed out. Well, no, or, or Athena's. Never mind. I'm like 12 Athena's. But, uh, <laughs> I, you know, I have most of the stuff that I'm interested in maxing out maxed out. So, you yeah. know, something new to grind is, is fun. Yeah. Yeah. I'm very <laughs> curious to see. Um, there, There's definitely a question uh, about the... Uh, kind of the nature of this with customizations customizations uh in sea of thieves are the main driving force outside of the the general gameplay loop for people that play the game on a regular basis uh it is generally what we we do to kind of have a reason to go out and do stuff a lot of people work towards reputations but for example ledgers ledgers are driven by cosmetics so with this, we don't really understand or know how this is going to be implemented uh, to be able to get these customizations. We don't know if they're going to be tied to ledgers. We don't know if they're going to be tied to commendations or a new reputation. Uh, we're still trying to find out like what kind of um, um, path to earn these customizations is going to end up being. And with that, I have cause for concern and I'm reserving judgment until we see more. Uh, but when they came out, with different types of uh, cannon capstan and uh, a wheel customizations, we started to see a lot of those types of cosmetics being made available through the Pirate Emporium. And a lot of sets that had been out already got a lot of those cosmetics added to the bundles. Uh, so you automatically got a, a lot of those. Uh, with the, the stuff that we've seen in this video so far, we've seen the Admiral set and the, uh, the Ashen Dragon set for sure being themed Captain Cabdens. I'm very curious to find out um, how you think we're going to be getting these customizations. Do you think it's going to be commendation? Do you think it's going to be a reputation, ledgers, emporium? How do you feel about that? Um, I'm trying to remember how they, they said something about straight up just sell stuff to the sovereign. Yeah, easily sell your loot to the sovereigns. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming that the sovereigns are how we unlock this stuff and we sell stuff to them and how the gold and rep works. Maybe it's just as simple as here's another faction and all that faction really does is unlock, you know, really in-depth customization stuff for your ship. I don't know. Uh, That seems a little inelegant for sure, but they do say it's on the list. Easily sell your loot to the sovereign. So presumably we're going to be selling stuff to certainly a new place to sell. Um, I guess we know what all the, you know, we, we know what all the stuff at the end of the dock was for now. Yeah, yeah. And, and to give a little context uh, to, to folks that may not have watched the video or been seeing what's going on with Sea of Thieves, uh, at every outpost, we have always had a couple docks. Um, one of them is typically the one where your shipmaster or your shipwright's going to be at. Uh, and that leads to the merchants, which eventually feeds into the other trade companies with Athena, Order of Souls and Gold, so Gold 
supporters uh, on the, the rest of the outpost. And this other island or this other dock has always kind of been like a, a separate dock that hasn't really had much purpose. And over the last couple months, uh, they've been slowly adding different things to this, uh, uh, this, this dock to kind of in imply that change is happening and for a long time uh if you didn't watch like the february 14th video uh, we saw a structure in the distance um at sanctuary outpost that uh that kind of clued us in is is there was going to be uh, an inevitable change to that second dock at every outpost and it was going to be a large structure but we never understood uh what it was going to be what it was going to be tied to a lot of speculation based on many of the bugs that we've seen in the game with the nameplates um and just some of the things that people have leaked through through uh through through insiders that captaincy was coming but now we have a new uh name for a turn-in point uh which is the sovereign people um we don't know much about them we don't know if they're their own reputation we don't know how it plays into uh turning in loot to the rest of the the factions because right now for, for all we know, it could be a new, a brand new reputation where you turn in everything and anything to uh, the sovereigns and the sovereigns take it all. They don't give it to the rest of the other trade companies and uh, they or maybe they do. We don't know, um, but they are a new reputation that you level up to 75. Uh, and with that, you get all the different cosmetics that come with commendations that unlock all these customizations which is i think what was kind of your where you were alluding to with with what we were talking about right yeah and you know just just speculating it would make sense that you know you sell everything to them and they unlock your captaincy stuff mm -hmm. that would i that would definitely make it more of maybe an end game feel but then again if it is an actual new faction maybe it also works for the path to pirate legend Obviously, they just took away a path to pirate legend with the uh, sea dogs. So maybe they're going to swap that out by adding a new faction that's all about captaincy related Ooh, cosmetics. That would be salty. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Thinking about the fact that they took away a purely PvP faction to add a purely PvE faction. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, I mean, you can get loot lots of ways, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah. That's the other thing that's really interesting is choose your and i don't want to jump ahead here but choose your path with different play styles all right, all right. Hold, 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 yeah. hold that thought hold that thought we'll, we'll get there we'll get there um i want to i want to bring up the fact that uh with the sovereigns um one of the things that we that that kind of brings into question for me is uh, a thing that you bring up and that's end game um, sea of Thieves is all about what do you do on the regular to keep yourself entertained. Many of us have been living in adventures, mysteries, uh, the new the new level raise for Athena's fortune and the cosmetics that come with that. Sovereign op offers an opportunity for us to dive into that, and we don't really understand if it's going to be tied to being a captain or a crew member or how that's going to work. Uh, but how do you feel overall of there being a Reaper-esque style of... Um, of turn in for people who don't want to be uh, flagged as a reaper. Do you think it's going to be something that you have to fly an emissary for? I, you know, I noticed that in the video today, it seemed like everybody was flying an emissary flag mm -hmm. that was interacting with this in any way, even the wide shot with all the ships, all yeah. of them are running emissary flags. So it makes me think that it is going to be tied into the emissary some way. It could like, uh, I think you'd mentioned this before. It could tie into the ledger in some way as well yeah um it's it's hard to say though it really is and i do like the idea of a progression that you can only make while you're an emissary mm -hmm. 
I I do like that, but eh, it's 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 hard to say. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I'm, I appreciate your speculation on that because we really don't know a whole lot at this point. So it's really hard for us to kind of gauge on what's going to happen when we're still about uh, what is seven or six, six to seven weeks out from this update. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I wanted to touch on uh, before we move over to playstyle, because I'm very interested in what they mean by that, is the actual sovereign uh, structure. We, ha- we, we, we have a kind of two-level uh, structure with a long mast that leads up to a crow's nest, uh, which also looks like a small little structure on that. But we were looking at this and trying to figure out what is the point of some of the different structures. So we have the base level, which is what the dock level is. And I think that's where the actual turn-in for the sovereign is. Uh, and then we have a, a level that is about the right height for the back, the, the, the aft castle or the, the poop deck of the galleon. And mm-hmm. we saw that there were two things that I was I thought were really interesting. There's a harpoon on top of there, and there's also an elevator. And the elevator is something that is similar to one of the ones that you'll find over at Thieves Haven or uh, Plunder Outpost, uh, kind of the pulley system where you just kind of raise and lower it. Um, how do you feel about the the idea that they are, are trying to focus us to use these kind of ways to interact with loot as opposed to people who are just going to run the bowsprit up to the front and drop it off of the bowsprit? Yeah, from other shots, it does look like the NPC is going to be down on the bottom level. Uh, you know, yeah, it's hard to imagine using that because even then, if you harpoon everything up there, which is, of course, honestly, from this picture... I would stack everything probably on the captain's deck or the the porch outside the captain's cabin mm-hmm. and harpoon it from there. But then like once you've harpooned it up there, you still got to carry it down to the NPC one yeah. piece at a time. I don't know. I can't, it's hard to imagine any way faster, like unless the NPC was standing up there next to the harpoon mm-hmm. and you could just grab something off the harpoon, boom, sell it back and forth. It's hard to imagine anything faster than just putting your bowsprit above the dock and dropping stuff off. But, eh, you know, it might just be there to kind of add some atmosphere and maybe people will find some neat things to do with it. Yeah. May not be the most practically useful thing. I'm very curious because uh, I've been scrubbing through this video to try and see, like, there's there. it does not look like there is easy access to that area outside of that elevator. I'm looking at the, um, and I'm wondering if maybe mm. if I can clip this for you real quick so you can get a gauge on on what I'm talking about here um, and, and then kind of give me some feedback. If you give me a timestamp, I can just jump to it. Uh, it's I've at it one minute 16. Um, and, and I'm looking at kind of them like they're getting ready to cash it in. I'm looking at the actual dock and uh. there's a large canopy uh, covering where the sovereign turn in point is. There's an obvious oh. uh, there's an obvious elevator that leads down to a kind of mini dock that's right kind of in front of the where the elevator would be. And the harpoon obviously looks like you would take loot there. But um, it, it, it makes me wonder if you can't actually access the sovereign unless you use the ele- or the the little elevator or you have a shorter ship. You might be right. Maybe that is yeah. how they force people to, to use that kind of interaction. I think with a sloop or a brig, you might could just put the uh, the front of your ship right into that tent, mm-hmm. but maybe not. They, I'm sure they would have thought of that. I mean, it's the most obvious way to do it. So yeah, that's interesting. 
Yeah, I'm I'm super curious about this. Uh, I I love the idea that they're changing things up on the outposts because they have been so stagnant for a long time. Uh, and and this kind of gives us another opportunity to to kind of play around with the environment. People could be hiding in the tent. People could be hiding up in the uh, little canopy. That's we've sure. got we've got this mass that leads really really high up into the area, and there's not really a reason for it except for people who maybe want to hide up there. So I'm very curious to to see if that's something that people will utilize uh, as kind of a, a, a lookout point to kind of uh, wait and hide for people to try and turn in treasure there. Yeah. Yeah, no, that does make sense. I will say, as I'm sitting here thinking about it and thinking about the fact that the Sea Dogs as a trading company went away, it does make more and more sense that this is just going to be straight up another faction for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that. And if they're idea. talking about new voyages. I don't know what on earth those voyages could be, <laughs> but if you're going to have a new faction, you got to have new voyages for it. I don't know. Uh, or uh, what is it? Hunter's Call doesn't have any voyages. Um, uh, Reapers oh, don't have true. any voyages. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> they're kind Sorry. of their own thing. So, but, but I mean, there are new voyages coming. So yeah, I, we'll just have to see what happens. Yeah, yeah. And that's something that we didn't actually touch on earlier is not only can you be the captain of your own uh, ship, but you can also name your ship and the crests are now uh, presented both on the front of the ship and the back of the ship, regardless of the ship type. Uh, but you can also set sail on special captain's voyages, which really does kind of suggest that we are going to be getting a new faction. But if we get a new faction, why wouldn't that have been on the list? Uh. Good point. Yeah, you'd think they just say new faction. Yeah. Or new faction with level rewards or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Very interesting. Um, we did find out something that is one of the big asks I think many, many of us have been asking for. Uh, and that is something that persists beyond the normal um, session. We've, we've always wanted a way to save stuff between sessions and while this may not be uh supplies we can actually save customizations for future adventures and we're getting ship loadouts how do you feel yeah. about the loadouts that's fantastic i really hope that maybe they're gonna they just haven't mentioned it yet but i really hope that they also are going to be bringing the same thing for clothing cosmetics yes but <laughs> yeah like it just seems like a really good idea that maybe should have happened a little while back. But like, I would love to, I, I mean, like, especially with increasing numbers of things to customize mm -hmm. on the ship, like you're just not going to be interested in sitting there and, you know, changing all the little ornaments on the wall on yeah. your captain's, you know, captain's cabin every time you set sail. So it definitely makes sense. I'm very happy that it's happening. Uh, I hope it happens more. Yeah. And harder. I, I do too. And one thing that they haven't mentioned about this that I hope is a result of them doing these kind of loadouts is a UI overhaul. Because right now, we're, we're if you go look in your, uh, your all tab for all your personal customizations, there's like 30 tabs of cosmetics. And yeah, I they, they recently redid the order of all of the customizations in the game, which really messed with a lot of folks who know exactly where their favorite customizations are when they open a box to change them. Um, so I think that that might be the case. I don't know why else you would change the order or ordering of cosmetics if you weren't planning on doing some sort of loadout for them uh, after you've announced that loadouts are coming to something that is completely unrelated to all of the other cosmetics being changed. That's true. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. 
Um, before we get into playstyles, I want to still stick on the one captain thing that we really haven't dove into, and that's the chronicling of your journey in the captain's log. Uh, how do you feel about that? Do you do you? What are kind of your thoughts about what that actually means? Well, presumably it's going to be session based. Well, no, actually, that that may not be the case. That might actually be something that you carry with you from session to session. Mm -hmm. I can't imagine what the point of it is beyond, you know, literally just something that you can, you know, maybe take a screenshot of and flex on Twitter that you did X number of things. Nobody does. I mean, it'd that. be cool if it kept stats about yeah. your pirate and stuff that you've done, um, you know, but I don't know. That's it's a hard time. Uh, so it's I'm having a hard time imagining what function that's going to serve. Same. Yeah, I I, I will say that uh, in my community, um, Chenzo has built a, an app that he uses for his own personal gains uh, to track his personal gains. And he's set up crews with set crew members and he's uh, branched it out to different members who have wanted to take place in it. And they have their own little discord where they have an entire channel that just logs all of the stuff that their their crews do, their named crews. Um, and I imagine that what he has done is something that they are looking to do in game where you have a crew name, you have a crew loadout, you have uh, a captain, that captain has a uh, uh, captain's logs, and it starts to keep tally of all the people you've killed, all the, all the creatures that you've uh, ferried, all of the... Uh, yeah. chests that you've dug up all of the stats all the analytics that they love to show us at the end of the year uh are things that i think they want to start putting into these captain's logs and every voyage that you do every turn in you do every ship that you sink starts to add into those logs and that's the only thing i could possibly think of for why they would want to do this yeah maybe uh some kind of session summary mm -hmm. uh you know sank three ships killed 15 pirates uh, you know, sold this amount of loot. I could see that being a cool thing to screenshot yeah. and put on Twitter. And then, you know, these are my monthly stats, stuff like that. I could see that being cool. Yeah, we do see that with uh, streamers. They have HUDs that they have for the different ships and the different uh, things they turn in, plus plus yeah. the cash turn-ins. I see a lot of people that still take photos of of their loot hauls or their flag yeah. counts. Um, so it's, it's definitely something that I think people are looking to do. Um, this may be the first time that we actually get support for it in-game, which would be very interesting to see. Yeah, yeah, it would be. It would be. I, I, uh, I can't imagine what else it's going to do, but you know, who knows? Yeah. All right. So we've talked about captains a fair amount. Um, let's talk about the choose your path with different play styles. Uh, <laughs> this confuses the heck out of me because I, I genuinely can't imagine what they would like. Everything in, in Sea of Thieves is so fluid. We have so much freedom to do whatever we want. Um, and we don't really have a, a like the, the rare has been so adamant about them saying like, we don't want people to, uh, think that this is going to be a PVE game. We don't want people to think that it is going to be a purely PVP game. That's why we removed, uh, uh, arena as per Logan's request. So with them kind of making sure that the game is, is so fluid that you can choose your own adventure. You can, everything is unpredictable. You never know what you're going to come across in Sea of Thieves. Um, having things where they're like, play your own play style, be a loot hoarder. Uh, 
it, it kind of it, it's it's a way to role play but I, I i always wonder like how deep does that go and, and i'm kind of wondering do you have any ideas about what you think this would actually be i mean you know i i, I can only imagine that maybe they're referring to the different play styles that kind of go along with each trading company like yeah merchant versus you know and obviously reapers is is an outlier but you know order of souls is pve go at combat and you know gold hoarders is pve without the combat yeah. uh you know i i don't know like that's the only thing i can imagine and then you know presumably you know reapers you know maybe the and you know this is just a guess but like maybe whichever emissary you run it affects what types of unlocks you get when you sell to the sovereign mm. uh or the sovereigns or whatever they're whatever you're yeah, the sovereigns yeah uh yeah maybe you know your gold hoarder emissary which means you do gold hoarder things in a gold hoarder way and that's your style and then you go with your gold hoarder emissary and sell to the sovereigns and you get a bunch of gold hoarder stuff to put inside your captain's cabin i don't know yeah I, I like that idea. I, when they talked about the, whether you're, you know, you're like a, a rowboat racer and stuff, I immediately thought of uh, Reapers because <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, well, yeah. they, they run. So that makes sense. They're really good at <laughs> rowboating. They've been doing it for the last couple of weeks. They are uh, fast. So it makes sense there. Um, so, but I, I don't know outside of just the the general casual role play of of being a pirate. Um, I, I'm very curious if they try to tie emissaries deeper into this uh, cosmetic system with the Captain C uh, update. And if that's the case, um, I feel like that's it's a good thing to try and continue to revitalize uh the the ledger system the emissary system because it's a system that without cosmetics does not necessarily drive engagement for uh people who aren't comfortable with um putting yourself on the map especially if there's right. a reaper involved uh and i and i wonder if if that's a good thing or a bad thing because i i do always appreciate the fact that there are people out there who just don't want to run an emissary because they they want to lay low they want to run under the radar and they don't want that attention and adding an entire faction that that uh effectively pushes you into that that situation um could be alienating for some people, maybe not a majority, but at least some people. Sure. So. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Um, and it may be that, you know, might be that just, they just thought the ships look cooler for this video with the emissary flags in it. Yeah. And, you know, and it's not related at all. <laughs> uh, it could be that there are, you know, there's kind of a main tract of stuff you can sell to the sovereigns and unlock. But then if you want to get trading specific trading company, specific things, yeah. You need to have an emissary. Of course, you can always go over to the outpost and raise an emissary and sell mm -hmm. and drop your emissary back down. So unless they require a higher grade of emissary, like you have to be a grade five emissary to sell this stuff, which would be awfully demanding. But, you know, who knows? I, I definitely get the feeling. And again, still guessing. But I get the feeling that maybe this is supposed to be an end game kind of faction. Yeah, that, you know, you, you level up with the regular trading companies and you become pirate legend. And then, you, you know, then you start thinking about, you know, the sovereign and deeper cosmetics. I, I don't know. Maybe not. Yeah. Yeah. I I'm extremely excited for this. I can't wait to find out more about it. I'm yeah. glad that they delayed this till July 21st. 
uh, which is when they said this was going to be due out. Um, I'm really annoyed that they decided that it was going to be the day that I, I'm literally flying out to go to London to be at Sea of Thieves Fest. And I'm not going to be able to jump into this on day one. Um, but I will definitely be able to at least talk to people about it and, and be excited about it while we can't go sailing. Uh, yeah. But it's 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 awesome that they're willing to take the time for this. I'm bummed that the season got delayed because it pushes everything back. Uh, and I really love, you know, the cadence that we've had. I think season six has probably been my favorite season outside of a Pirate Legends or a Pirate's Life content because of obvious reasons. Uh, yeah. But I, I really do genuinely think that season six has absolutely killed it as far as like the pacing and the content delivery that they've done with this. The delay was uh, unfortunate, but I'm, I'm much... I'm much more comfortable with them delaying something and making sure that it's good as opposed to uh, pushing this out and having a bad experience, especially because they are showcasing it at Xbox Bethesda Showcase. They want this to be a good thing. And again, I still 100% feel like Sea of Thieves continues to be one of the pillar franchises for Xbox right now uh, that has just absolutely been amazing. And the fact that they announced that it's it's been played by at least 30 million people now is fantastic it's great to see that the game is still growing yeah i mean correct me if i'm wrong but in terms of ongoing updates to games or, or sorry updates to you know games that are in ongoing you know games as a service development there was stuff in there about fallout 76 elder scrolls online uh there was stuff and there's one i'm forgetting other than sea of thieves grounded uh, well, forza yeah forza uh, was, oh god the forza the uh, grounded grounded gets the uh, the 1.0 finally uh they, yes. they well, that, figured yeah, out that's story. a launch yeah i'm excited for that i mean that is a really good game that people don't talk about as much but yeah. uh, or don't talk about enough but uh but yeah i feel like i mean that that tells you a lot about like how xbox sees sea of thieves mm -hmm. um i mean I, it's got to be their most successful games as a service game right now yeah, I mean, it's it's it really in your 100 percent right. Like Forza Horizon 5 got the Hot Wheels announcement uh, and, and mm -hmm. um, you didn't see anything for State of Decay 2, which launched alongside uh, in, the, in the same time frame as Sea of Thieves. Uh, yeah. And we we still have not seen anything for State of Decay 3 which tells me that Sea of Thieves is still going strong, even with uh, all, all the issues that we've had recently with server issues or, or we've had combat issues and stuff like that. People are still finding this game. They're still having fun with this game. We're still seeing new pirates. Uh, I just had a, a, a pirate reach out to me the other day that had been playing for a year that just discovered the podcast. So there, nice. there are still people who are um, um, really getting into this game, enjoying it, finding new content uh, out there for it. So um, with that, I, I have to ask, how do you feel about captaincy going up uh, or going into how you do uh, Race of Legends? Because if, if people don't know, you do Race of Legends, you've been doing Race of Legends forever, um, and you have set crews with them. Are you excited to see these crews being able to name their own ship and have their own customizations? Yeah, I think it's going to be cool. Something we've always felt really strongly about with the race of legends is that crews should be able to customize their ship for the races because it's their ship that they're bringing to the race of legends. Yeah. It's not just a ship. It would be a lot more convenient for us during setup <laughs> and it just a lot more efficient to have people load onto ships that are already sitting at the starting point 
you know, at Smuggler's Bay or whatever and are already parked in the correct position. But then people wouldn't get to customize their ship and it wouldn't feel like they were bringing their crew and their ship mm-hmm. to compete in the race of legends. It would feel like they're competing on just another ship, you know? So I do feel strongly about that. Most of these cosmetics, again, like, I don't know how big of a difference you're going to be able to tell at a distance, but it's always cool to see what different cosmetics people bring to the race of legends. I still remember we did a race of legends, maybe two or three weeks after arena launched. Mm-hmm. And this must have been season two. God, this was an eternity ago. Um, <laughs> 2019. The, yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, but one of the crews, I think it was the Crimson Tide Pirates, but one of the crews showed up uh, decked out in all the arena stuff because they had already done all of the arena stuff. They they were already 50, uh, level 50. They had the whole ship set. They all had all of the cosmetics. They even had a lot of the weapons. And wow. the other crew was like, whoa, these guys, <laughs> these guys play this game. We're going to have to look out for them. And like, that's the cool. There are very few cosmetics in the game. And of course, timing is a factor because mm-hmm. six months later, nobody would have been impressed by that. No. But like, it, it is cool that there are flex cosmetics that you can bring with you to put on to your ship in the race of legends and, you know, let the other crew know, you know, that, that what they're in for, um, yeah. You know, of course, we've had that. We had the banana sales in the race of legends. That was amazing. Um, we've had the rare sales in the race of legends more often than we've had the banana sales. That's funny. Uh, they're a lot. <laughs> the banana sales are a lot more rare. There's plenty of people with the uh, the rare sales out there. Yeah. Um, but the banana sales, those are those are scarce. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but yeah, no, I mean, I'm excited for for people to bring it in. I'm also and this is slightly off topic but speaking of sea of thieves fest we're doing an in-person race of legends that's right at sea of thieves fest and i am so excited about it kaitsu's gonna be there with his camera equipment uh mike is gonna be there keeping everybody organized we're gonna have a six crew race of legends tournament i'm gonna have to stay up through the night to do setup it's gonna be awesome i i cannot wait for that i'm so excited i am i've been looking forward to see these fest for so long and i'm so yeah. glad uh we're gonna to get to go there and stuff and and oh man it's gonna be it's gonna be insane it's gonna be one I'm really hell of a excited day. i briefly thought about maybe i would try to go but if we're gonna do this race of legends there's no way i could be there yeah i've got to be here uh you know uh manning the console <sighs> and producing the whole thing so it all feel I think I'm going to feel like I'm there a little bit, you know, because I'll be interacting with a lot of people that are there. But yeah. I am very excited. Of course, a lot of our camera crew, uh, in addition to the people I just named, several of our camera crew and our legendary officers that help us run it are also going to be at Sea of Thieves Fest. Yeah. So it's going to be a challenging day. Yeah, it's, but uh, yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be fun. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm I'm stoked for it. I'm 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 gonna be there. I want to root it on and and have fun with it. Um, I'm at some point you and I have to meet up because I I feel like oh, I yeah. I'm I'm bummed that you're not gonna be there, but I feel like that this needs to happen. There needs to be like yeah. an American Sea of Thieves Fest, uh, to give <laughs> us a, a, a great idea. <laughs> some of us a chance. Um, there's plenty of places we could do that. Maybe maybe we need to find uh oh i can't remember his name but um he he did guardian con uh forever uh goliath goliath that's it yes yeah um maybe we need to reach out to him and be like hey how does this work uh (laughs) and see if we can get a sea of thieves fest in in north america so that way it would be awesome i think it'd be a lot of fun i think that with sea of thieves fest happening in the uk 
And especially once it's happened and people see all the pictures and stuff like that, I think there's yeah. going to be a lot more demand for it. I played around with the idea. I actually had very concrete plans for an American Sea of Thieves event. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that uh, that was just before quarantine yeah uh when i was just getting that off the ground and so with quarantine happening obviously that kind of the the sea of thieves fest was much further along in planning they were already selling tickets i was much i was in much much earlier stages so there was just no way to move forward but yeah i don't know stay tuned follow me on twitter we'll see what happens if if it happens or if you get closer if you need help you 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 have an open seat here you can come hang out and chat we'll we'll see if we can rally some forces to the cause absolutely yeah i'll I'll let you know because it it would be awesome. It's just so much work. Wouldn't it? Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> so much work. I know. Yeah. That's, I leave it to smarter people who are far more organized than I am to be able to handle that stuff. Because my yeah. my puny brain does not does not compute uh, that well, very well. The problem is I have a background in event management, so I know exactly <laughs> what I'm getting myself into. <laughs> I think that the, the Sea of Thieves Fest crew has done an amazing job and they are all heroes, every single one of them. Yeah. But if you ask them, they might tell you that they didn't quite know what they were getting into from the uh, right off the bat. Mm. Um, My problem is I do know exactly what I'm getting into, (laughs) but of course theirs is happening. So, you know, (laughs) look there, there is a, there is a, a valid hesitation to being like, Oh God, it's really going to be that bad. As, (laughs) As opposed to the blissful unawareness. That's like, we could do this, right? Well, they went into it and, you know, they tackled all these obstacles one at a time and figured out solutions. They've done a great job. Um, And I'm sure I'm sure we could do that here, too. It's just, you know, someone's got to do it. Yeah, Uh, I I think we need to I think we need to reach out to some of the uh, the bigger players in the in the the gaming sphere who've who've been through this ringer and try and get some advice. Um, Yeah, I went to Guardian Con. It's a great event. Yeah, oh, I wish I was into see or into to Destiny when those were going on. Because thinking about yeah. it now, after I'm like two years deep into the stupid game, uh, <laughs> I would have loved to have gone to Guardian Con. To, it's to... funny because I went and I didn't. Pl- I went when when Rare was there. Oh, just for uh, the the contest. Because Sea of Thieves, yeah, like <laughs> there were devs there. I wanted to go talk to them, and it was a lot of fun. I lived in South Carolina at the time, so I drove down to Florida. And it was it was a lot of fun. I met a bunch of other uh, Sea of Thieves people and streamers and people from the community. It was great. Yeah. Uh, but I, I hadn't played Destiny at the time. Now I've got hundreds and hundreds of hours in Destiny. Uh, you but really? at the time, none of it meant anything to me. Yeah. I, oh, my God. We need to <laughs> talk. Played some Destiny. We need to talk about some Destiny then. Yeah. Um, All right. Well, I think we've talked to death about just about everything that we wanted to cover in this episode. There's going to be a ton of stuff that comes out after this. I'm sure we still got the rest of the upcoming week to find out more about the Xbox Bethesda showcase. They've got a whole nother day dedicated to more news. We might find out more there like we did last time. Uh, and, And as we get closer and closer, they'll probably reveal more about what's going on. I, 
I, w- I would love to get some feedback on folks uh, about like the, the stuff that we talked about today. How do you guys feel about this? How do you guys feel about our theories about uh, DeMarco? How do you feel about the, the captaincy update? So definitely hit, hit me up, hit Doug up. Uh, if you want to get a hold of us, there's there's plenty of ways to do, though. Um, I would say Twitter is probably the, the easiest for both of us. You can head over to Twitter at DreadDoug, D-R-E-A-D-D-O-U-G. If you want to talk to him, hit him up. Thank him for being here. Thank you. Thank him for his PowerPoint uh, in saving Golden <laughs> Sands. It was instrumental. Um, I'm a little disappointed that you didn't have like a salty paper clip uh, or clippy kind of thing in there, but I'm not know, much of a designer. That's totally fair totally fair uh but uh if 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 you if you guys have some time if you have some opportunity please go support dread pirate doug he he is an instrumental uh part of the sea of thieves community in showcasing if you if you saw the rowboat racers uh out there there's a reason why that is in the trailer and it is because of doug doug has been doing the race of legends forever it has inspired so many other people to be able to do other stuff like that um and and if not for you the the world wouldn't or the sea of thieves community would not be as interesting uh and, oh, and that's, oh, that's I appreciate a hundred percent we got a race coming up uh june 18th Which so is, if you're listening to this when it comes out it's on saturday literally next week um yeah, and there's no exciting. reason there's nothing else going on next saturday so there's no reason why you guys should miss this um and yeah. if you if you really 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 want to help support uh you can head over to race of legends uh doc is it dot com Com. Yeah, racelegends.com. Yeah. Got, um, if you're, especially if you're not familiar with what it is and how it works, you go yeah. over there, you can see the route video and some highlights and rules, all that good stuff. Uh, we'll be opening up registration for the next race uh, at the end of the stream on Saturday. Yeah. So that should be probably the, the, uh, is that the 19th then? 18th. 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 Saturday. 18th, yes. Oh God, it is. All right. Today yeah. is already Sunday and I should remember <laughs> this. Um, yeah, so definitely. And one of the things that I think is actually really fun is, um, if you, if you guys want to get used to the race of legends, maybe you got a really good crew and you feel like you want to compete in this, uh, try running the race on your, on your own, just kind of like yeah. going through the steps and testing it out and seeing what's going on. You know, obviously you don't have the PVP aspect of it, uh, but getting used to that course can definitely help out. Um, and it's just, it's it's cool i love i love watching the the race of legends vods when you when you have those going on because i for for a long time i never woke up early enough to actually watch them now i do um so it's just kind of nice to lurk and and see how everything's going i love your guys production by the way it's been a good time we have a great crew helping us out behind the scenes i mean it's it's at least 10 people that in some way or another are helping put on a race on a saturday and uh, it's just, you know, especially Mike and Kaitsu, but mm-hmm. the whole legendary officer crew that jumps in to help us do set up and go find cursed cannonballs and, you know, get the whole course set up. And like this course that we're doing this season is uh, is different. Every time the crews run it, they go to different islands, which means we have three races, which means three sets of a whole bunch of different things that have to go in, you know, maps that have to get buried in different types of chests. And yeah. it's actually pretty complicated. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we keep making this more and more complicated for ourselves as time goes along. But uh, it's a lot of fun. You know, people still have a good time. So, you know, we just That's keep cool. doing it. It's so fun. I, I love that. I, I love that it's a thing in the game, just like any of the people that go out and actually do like the animatics and stuff like that. I think the race of legends is like up there as far as like my favorite content for the game. Cause it, it really, it, it's, 
it's on par with what I see with other companies doing other things internally and you do it externally. You're not even, you you do this all on your own. It isn't like a, a, a a thing that, that rare has been like, Oh yeah, yeah. We'll hire you on to do this and whatnot. Yeah. So still waiting on that call. I know. Right. (laughs) As soon as you get the call for, for joining the team to be able to do these kind of races internally, you let them know I'm still waiting for my phone call for the podcast. Cause that's still not, that that hasn't come in. Great idea. (laughs) There are, there are studios that do that. I know it's crazy. Like bro, hit me up. I'm so What do you want from us? (laughs) What do I gotta do? I'm sorry, Joe. What did I say? Uh, yeah, what are you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> Patiently wait, twiddle my thumbs, flip coins, yeah. continue to, I think to play. It's easy to get sucked into, you know, and, and oh man, I've done it for sure. But like, it's easy to get sucked into doing the stuff because you want rare to notice and then be impressed. But like at the end of the day, it's just about like, are you having fun doing it? And are people having fun? you know, interacting with it. Like people love this podcast. People love listening in every week, you know, mm-hmm. hopping on in the mornings while they're, you know, during their morning run or whatever. Like that's what really counts. You know, the community loves it. Oh God. Yeah. If it wasn't for the, if, if I did not have this community, I'd probably still be doing it, but it just, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't yeah. be nearly as cool to have folks kind of like reach out about stuff or or even just to have folks to talk about with this kind of stuff. I love just sure. like being able to talk to people about this game because it's it's so much fun. And we've got a ton more to actually even go into. I can't I don't even know how I'm going to manage uh, the the Xbox podcast this week because there's just so much stuff that came into yeah. this um, big week. Yeah, having the one Sea of Thieves podcast makes it so much easier because at least I can point to that and be like, all right. Don't worry about Sea of Thieves. We'll get into that later uh, or go listen to the other yeah. podcasts. I'm going to cover just the other stuff. But anyway, we're getting off topic. I want to let you go because I'm sure you got a bunch of other stuff that's, that you got going on. Uh, I know I want to go back and rewatch that entire broadcast and start taking notes and stuff like that. Um, but Doug, where can people get a hold of you? Where can they help support you? Uh, yeah, you know, uh, yeah. Go follow me on Twitter at Dread Doug. Uh, check out the Race of Legends at race of legends on Twitter or race of legends.com. Um, and you know, you can find links to join the race of legends, discord community, et cetera. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, that's about it. It's been awesome being here. Appreciate you having me always a good time. Been listening to this podcast since long before I was on here the first time, which was, I don't even know a couple of years ago. I, I don't know. Time's going way too fast. It might have been six months ago or four years ago. I don't even know. But, <laughs> Look, but it's great to be here. D- Co- Coconut fever did a lot to us. And one of the things <laughs> it did was it con- completely construed our concept of time, unfortunately. Oh, yes. It'll be another 10 years before we get back to normal. So it's, it's mine was totally pretty fun. fragile to start with, which if anybody's <laughs> watched the Race of Legends can attest to. <laughs> so yeah definitely um especially if you guys uh have a chance if you go to uh linktree.com or excuse me link linktr.ee they do it weird uh forward slash race of legends you can find all of the different uh social media links to uh race of legends you can buy merch there you can uh you can donate directly to race of legends to help support uh the people that are putting in the equipment the time the effort to be able to do that uh it definitely helps it always it, even if if you don't think it helps or you don't 
know where it's going, it always helps. It just, it, it always yeah. helps take care of things that you never really think about from the day to day. And and even when it's just a matter of like helping pay for the electricity bill or the, the data cap uh, that, that has to be unlimited so that you can manage all of these streams and stuff like that, it really does help out. Um, so please yeah. consider that when you guys are thinking about this at the end of the day. Um, and Pirates, with that, thank you. I love you. And I look forward to sailing with you on the Sea of Thieves. the cyberpunk tabletop games or excited for cyberpunk 2077 are you looking to brush up on the lore stay up on all the latest news and talk about the game when it comes out check out the cyberpunk Lorecast, a show from robots radio with me your host robots we'll go over all the details you need to know about the world characters and story of cyberpunk available on itunes spotify google play and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Hey, Simone. Yes, Chad. What would you say is your favorite bad movie? Oh, where would I start? But probably at Zombie Strippers. Oh, yeah, which we've actually done on our podcast, Fresh Tomatoes, the movie podcast. This is a podcast where we take some of the worst movies ever created, and even some of those movies that you might have thought were brilliant, but still got a bad critic score, and we say nice things about them. Because you know what? Someone put the effort in, so we're gonna be there fighting in their corner. Absolutely, Chad. Even if the movie was total garbage, there are some makeup artists that gave it their all, and we're here to recognize that. Exactly. And with really fun themes every week, such as National Treasure Week, Weddings Week, uh, movies with Jeremy Irons and dragons in them, how could you go wrong by joining us every Tuesday and Thursday for some optimism in your life? And like we say at the end of every episode, we love you and there's nothing you can do about it. We love you and there's nothing you can do about it. Goodbye! Bye.